Welcome to the RPG Design Panelcast, a podcast presenting the very best recorded panels and seminars with regards to game design and publishing. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the fine folks at Double Exposure and their leading game design convention, Metatopia, from which all of these panels were recorded at Metatopia 2017. It's also thanks to the generous contributions of the panel speakers. Now let's get to the show. Episode 156, Running Successful Playtests. Presented by Anne Stilinski, Darren Watts, Tim Rodriguez, and Justin Rogers. All right, while we're waiting for our other two people and whoever else is coming in for this, let's kind of quickly open this up. Um, I tend to run panels kind of pretty freeform based on you know, who has actually shown up and what they want to hear. So uh, for you guys, for this, is everybody here actually uh, somebody who's running a playtest on site here for the show for this? And for most of you, it's your first time or early in the process in doing that? So you're looking for kind of basics or are we looking for kind of more, you know, advanced 201, you know, how to manage a table kind of things? Hey there. I have no idea. Anne went to go get her computer, so... Yeah, swing back, swing back in in like two or three minutes. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Okay. Are we mostly? Are we doing? Do we have like a show of hands for people who are doing an RPG or a LARP, and then show of hands for people who are doing board and card? All right, that looks like a pretty sizable majority there. So we'll lean, we'll lean in that direction probably a little more. We won't ignore either side, but it sounds like we'll do more about that. You mentioned Rob. What was his last name that was doing the, the posting? Oh, Donahue. Rob Donahue. Rob Donahue. Yes. Donahue. For anybody who does not follow Rob Donahue on Google+, um, you should because he's brilliant. But also on top of that, for the last two or three days, he has been posting. He's just been killing it with a bunch of posts um, from game designers about kind of best practices of playtesting, of like running a con like this, kind of in prep for Metatopia. Um, and he had easily... 20 designers kind of like just talking about how they manage stuff and like the best ways to take advantage of playtesting opportunities for it. And if you haven't seen his stuff, you really should because he's great and he got a bunch of other really great people, you know, to kind of post their best stuff. So, yeah, no problem. It's a D-O-N-O-G-H-U-E, Rob Donahue. He does, he's Evil Hat. He's the guys who do Dresden Files and uh, that sort of thing, so. I saw a couple people shake their heads saying they're not uh, running a test. Are you guys just interested yeah. in like how to how to be a player in the playtest? Do you have questions about that no, too? Just future okay. Yeah, okay. for stuff not for next time after maybe. here, right? Yeah, after I think it's it's a great strategy, I think, to come to Metatopia before you've even got something ready to go, right? Like I think it's you know, now that we've up and running and have right. done this for six or seven years for this, you I like to see people yeah. I like to see people come in just to get like a, a grounding on that sort of thing. I mean, it's a... Yeah. So, I, I read something the other day about playtesting and said, okay, first you, you test yourself, then your family, then your friends, then the unknown. So, I'm in the, un, the unknown. Sure, right, now. yeah. But I'm also interested, 
I've never done a work. Okay. And so yeah, no problem. Okay. Right. Okay. Have you ever been a playtester for somebody else in that case, Ward, or is this? For some board board games. Right. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that's that's kind of like a, a core question, right? Is like, what precisely is it that I'm trying to test here for? What would be useful feedback for me, right? Um, so, in order to do that, I think one of the first things you have to do. Hey, sweetheart. Uh, the, one of the first things we have to do is kind of like decide what the you know core activities of your game are, right? And what precisely needs testing. What is something that you're you know like comfortable with about the game, and what are the things that you do not know about them, right? And that's kind of a case by case basis. That's not really something that there's a lot of like great broad. This applies to everybody, uh, you know, advice. Now, to the extent that we can give you that, we, we will. For it, but if it's you know like a first time ever for it, this panel should be one of you know like a hundred resources that you pull on for that, right? So we'll kind of like talk through, you know, walk through some of the basics for it. Um, Anne's got a setup here for this that will like literally list the, you know, kind of like list ten important things about managing your your uh, your, your playtest that apply to any kind of playtest, and then we'll kind of like go through those and. Uh, you know, some a, a couple more advanced topics before we hit the end of the panel here. So, I'm going to try to not knock everybody off. I've got room this way. Oh, okay. Makes, well, that, that, does, that does help. Yeah. Between the chairs. All right. So, quick introductions for everybody. I'm Darren Watts. I'm a game designer. I used to own uh, Indie Press Revolution. I used to own Hero Games. Uh, I mostly work freelance now. For uh, I'm doing uh, Sentinels of the Multiverse, uh, Star Trek. And I am playtesting my first ever card game actually at this show, so I'm just as terrified as you guys because I'm moving into a whole new, uh, whole new field for myself here. So let's see, right, dogs. Hi, yeah. I am Tim Rodriguez. I'm uh, Brooklyn Indie Games and Galileo Games, and I kind of do a little bit of everything. I started out with board and card games, and have done role playing games and publishing and. I have opinions on everything, kind of, <laughs> is really how it goes. That sounds like I'm Justin Rogers. I'm one of the IGDN uh, scholarship winners for this year, so I'm here playtesting my first game I've designed called Family Without Values. It's an RPG, tabletop. Um, but I've had lots of experience um, with my friends at Magpie Games doing playtests for games like Urban Shadows and Masks and New Generation. Um, so both like on the player side and like running it at other conventions, getting feedback from players. I am incredibly embarrassed that I was late. <laughs> um, my name is Ann Stalinski, and I am Gansa Games. I have three games on the market. I have play tested at every Metatopia except last year, and I was very upset with myself for not designing something. Um, uh, and I am also a partner in. Gemini Wordsmiths, we are a full-service copy editing, proofreading, content creating company, soup to nuts. We have a marketing department and an ebook formatting department. And I have specific ideas about playtesting because I've gone to several, you know, over the last however long Metatopia has been in existence. And I've been appalled at some of the people uh, at the ways that they play test, and I've been really um, excited about some of them too. So I have specific ideas about playtesting. <laughs> Can everybody see this? 
comfortably over here for it. And if you want to just like hit those as kind of like the the 101 and we can kind of go down your list quick. Okay. Hit those and then see what else he's <coughs> talking about afterwards. I see it on my computer. I don't see it there. Andy, I don't see it there. Uh, hit another forward. Is it next? There oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're, just, you're, you're up and running. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, that's your reflection of what's going on. That's, okay, that's the preview. This, this next. That's, that's the, the preview. Oh. No, no, no. It's ahead. supposed to go by click. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll start with two of them. Right. It's supposed to go by click. Yeah. Okay. So okay. anyway, like I oh, Billy. I'm not mechanically. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. It might go when it's not supposed to. Um, as I said, I have specific ideas about playtesting. I've gone to playtests where the people have just not cared enough to be on time. Sometimes there are reasons, you know, you're playtesting in one room or you're on a panel and then you have to run, you know, there are very definite reasons that are, are valid, but there's also reasons that you're just not caring and that shows to your playtesters and that I think is disrespectful to your playtesters. So I think be on time and if you're not on time, like I, I had to run up and get my computer because I foolishly forgot it. So, you know, apologize if you're not on time. That's mm -hmm. my first one. My second one, be prepared. Everything that you need for that playtest, you should have with you. If you need scissors, you better have scissors. If you need staplers, you've got to have staplers. Anything that you may not think about, be prepared. Go through your items in advance and make sure you have everything with you. If you need pens for everyone, if you're going to have them fill out an evaluation, you need pens for everyone, make sure you've got enough pens for all of your playtesters so that they can can um, fill it out themselves. Be prepared. We have um, on site for us, for people in case you do not have your own setup for it, we have response sheets, right? They're very kind of like standard and yes. basic. They don't go into any great depth, but they do, if you don't have something to hand out at the end of the show, at the end of your play test for it, you can use ours, you can modify ours for it, you can grab them from us, and that's kind of like a first and this you know, is example the first to make sure that you get your responses. This is the first time that Metatopia has provided them. So yeah. it's the first time we've done it officially. Yeah. Okay. Un unofficially, they've been available before. Okay. But yes, it's the first time we're actually kind of like making a deal to make sure that everybody has them. Right, yeah. they've been oh. handed out at registration. Yeah. Right. But, <coughs> but I have my own because I've always done my own. Mm -hmm. um, okay, next one. Say thank you. Every person that is here is here because they choose to be. And if somebody takes time and goes to your play test and you don't say thank you, that to me is really, really bad. Um, I, I was at one play test, the very first Metatopia, and the guy felt that his game was perfect and he didn't want any feedback. He really didn't, which really is, is sad because People took time, their time, to go to that playtest to help him out. That's what Metatopia is designed for. And he just walked out. He, he didn't say thank you. He didn't say anything. He just picked himself up and he walked out. And that is so unprofessional. And <coughs> if his game ever came out on the market, I would never buy it. And I would tell all my friends <laughs> not to buy it because, because your game at something like this is you. It's, it's your product. It's your baby. You should show appreciation for all of the people that have taken time out of their busy schedule. People are paying to be here. They don't have to come to your play test, but if they choose to, I feel you should say thank you. 
Um, another thing that I always do is, in addition to an evaluation, I have a sign-in sheet. And I have everybody who chooses to, because not everybody will, I just want your name and your email address. What I do with that is, um, I say thank you to everyone, and about a week later, I always email, week or two later, I email everyone and I say, again, thank you, because I'm very weirdly cordial. <laughs> and um, I email and I say, after this week, this two weeks have gone by, do you have any other ideas? Because somebody might be sitting and looking at something and think about where they have to be later on or thinking about what they ate for breakfast. You know, they're not thinking about your game necessarily. But the next day, they might have a thought about it. So I always give a week, maybe two weeks, and I email to say, did you have any other thoughts? Plus, it keeps my name and my game in their mind for when I do a Kickstarter. You know, I email them then, too. So... Um, I have everybody sign in. Some want, people object to that, but... I want to just fo kind of follow up on that. It's a really good idea because collecting your playtesters' names is a really nice way to extra thank them in, like, a rule book section. Mm -hmm. yeah. And this is a thing that I've forgotten to do a bazillion times. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, who played this in the game? Right. I mean, obviously, Joe make sure something? that they've got... that. I mean, some people don't want their names in a book right. or whatever. Right. Make sure you get their right. permission for it, but right. it's a lovely way to thank them. A lot of people love to say... Oh my God! I played. This came out. I played. tested Look, here I am on the inside front cover. Or yeah. Whatever, you know? I mean, right. the other thing is that if you're having designers playtest your game, designers stew on games. <laughs> what? Are, and I will like go out with other people I know, and I'll talk about. Hmm. This thing happened in this game, and I'm like, and I'm, I keep thinking about it. Like, especially if something meaty has grabbed me. Yeah. Um, like, I'm a problem solver, puzzle person by nature and so like if something struck me weird I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about it and I'm going to think about it and, and you know if there's no uh, output uh, available like you know you following up you know that all that thought will just be lost even if it's something as simple as making sure they've got your card when right. they leave yeah right or mm -hmm. whatever it is so that they can contact you if something occurs to them yeah. they, you know they, they may have a brilliant idea before right. a week has gone, gone by and right. you know before you've had a chance to contact them for this, they may come back to you with an email two days later and say, you know, I was thinking about this thing and what about this or whatever. Mm -hmm. Now the guy that didn't want the feedback from the first Metatopia, the guy I just spoke about, I did email him. I don't remember how I found out his email, if he uh, gave out his card, I, I don't remember. But I did email him a couple of days later, say, listen, I thought about this, and blah, 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 never emailed me back, never. The guy genuinely felt it was the best that it could be, even though there definitely were issues. And he just didn't even want to hear the feedback. He just wanted people to walk in and say, this is wonderful, pat you on the back. But um, So I did email him a couple of days later, because you do, you think about it, if you're as a playtester, if you get your playtestees or playtesters, whichever, um, involved, you know, if you're into it and you're involved in it, then you're going to think about it in a day or two. And if you're very nice and polite, then people will be invested in it. Uh, not to the extent that you are, because you're the designer, but people will be invested in it. Sure. This, this interaction, keep in mind for this, I mean, it, it's not just necessarily about that one particular game as well, right? I mean, you are, by being here at Metatopia, either as a designer or as a playtester or both, you're participating in a community, right? right? And so that community 
membership in that community is going to be a thing, hopefully, of some value to you going forward, no matter, you know, like what way you wind up using it, right? So each of these kind of interactions that you have, uh, whether you're playtesting somebody else's stuff or somebody else is playtesting your stuff for it, that's contributing to the connections that you're building, you know, in the industry for that. I mean, you may see one of your playtesters in a bar next year for this and, you know, get something useful out of like the next thing that they're doing, right? Yeah. I mean, these, these connections that you're making, that's how this industry works, right? Where this industry is far too small uh, and, you know, with not nearly enough money, uh, you know, like floating around in it to pass up the chance to make those connections. Right. You know, this is, this is your opportunity to get to know people who can help you someday find a printer, help you someday find a distributor, help you someday find an artist, whatever it is. Everybody here is contributing something to that community. Be part of it. Be active yeah. in it. When I got here, I looked at the big board to see who signed up for the, the games that I'm, I brought this weekend. And one of the guys standing there had playtested. I could not remember his name, but he had playtested one of my games a couple of years ago. So, hi, how you doing? You're going to sign up again today? You know, that was a rapport that I had built with him because right. I see him every Metatopia. Um, another reason to get a name and an email address is if you're going to Kickstarter and you want a review. Uh, I brought a game here two years ago called And the Bartender Said, and I really wanted it to go on Kickstarter this year, but it didn't happen. It's going next year. But I emailed a couple of the people after they play tested it because they were just so enthusiastic. It, w it was fantastic. I emailed and I said, could I use, you know, could you give me a couple of words that I can use on my Kickstarter page as somebody who has play tested it, somebody who has played it and, and enjoyed it? And they went, oh, yeah, of course. So I have their permission to use their words on the Kickstarter. So that's another sure. reason yep. to get an email address. Don't email people every week because you're just going to get people pissed off. But if you have a reason, you know, to email, then that's something sure. that... Always give them the op opportunity to opt out at right. any point. But as right. long as they're interested, keep sending them stuff. So. Okay, my next point. Give each playtester a copy of the rules. And this is something that I think we all disagree about. <laughs> but <laughs> but I do board games and card games, and I fully recognize that somebody taking my game home is not going to have me standing over their shoulder. I need my rules to be so complete and, uh, and, and playable that I want to give people a copy of the rules. I do board and card games, so my rules are not a 300-page book uh, for RPGs or whatever. It's small enough that I can have them read it real quick and then play it. And I can see what part of my rules is ambiguous so I can rewrite it and make it clearer. Um, I want to see people play it. If my rules, I think the longest one I had was about four pages. So instead of having people read four pages, I might you know, tell them a, a couple different points that they need to play test the game. But I feel that it's important to watch people play without interaction from me. That way I can make the game better. Do we want to stop on that and, and talk about the, the... Yeah, well, just to talk about, because I agree with you, that's a vital point. That's just not the only... Right. There are games here at the show that aren't at that point yet, right? right? So, I mean, like, yeah. there's... Blind playtesting is something everybody needs to do. Right, as she's absolutely correct, a, a version of you is not going home with this rule set. Like this needs to stand on its own. But 
there's value to playtesting before when you know it's not going to stand on its own, right? That's the, in that process. So kind of be aware of where your game is in the process and kind of like go through those stages in order, right? We will, I'm going to be playtesting a card game at this show that I know the rules don't stand up yet on their own because so I'm going to be in every game, right? And we're going to be talking through the process as we're actually doing it because the game has not reached that point. Mm -hmm. At some point in this process, my game will be good enough to, you know, I'll be ready to do that. And then you move on to the blind playtesting stage of, all right, here I am just handing you the rules, you know, here, here's the cards, here's, here's what you would get if you opened this box having just bought it at the store or whatever for it, and watch you figure it out, see where you have problems, see where you have difficulties actually running through it, and do my absolute best to stay out of the way unless it's completely fallen apart and we're just wasting our time, right? But allow the players to interact with it on their own and figure out how that goes and see if they can understand my rules well enough to play this game and enjoy this game that's that's a stage in the process, but right. don't don't try to do that before it's ready to do that, right? I mean, there's plenty of playtesting to do before you get there. Right. There's a there's kind of an in between stage that I like to do called the rules test, uh, which is it has nothing to do with the game. It has to do with I'm going to read these rules, uh, and Gilhova has a lot of great things to say about rules, like how it's like for board and card games particularly, but also for role playing games, you've got two different kinds of organi uh, information organization. One is kind of the straight through story of what the game looks like when you're playing it. And the other piece of it is a reference manual. And these two things are not the same. Right. Uh, and that makes writing rule books really difficult. Um, so that's a thing to be aware of and a thing to keep in mind when you're writing your rule books. And it is definitely, definitely, definitely a valuable thing to sit down with somebody, have them read your rule book, and figure the game out. And you don't have to play it. Like, it doesn't matter if you play it. They can... In that two-hour slot. In, in yeah, that right. two-hour slot. Right. They can, they, you, can, you can have people read the rule book. If they're confused about something, make notes about that. Like, mm -hmm. how, like have them ask questions about that. Um, if the, you don't have... Don't, probably don't answer them right away because you don't want to solve the problems first. You want to find the problems first. Exactly. But like, yes. is this, like, I have this question Put, put a pin in that because I want to come yeah, back to that. Yeah, put a pin in that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I want to come back to that later. Let's, let's clarify this information. Also, I think early rule books tend to be overbearingly detailed. Um, and that's another reason, like, why to rules test so that you know kind of like what information is critical to the flow and how to go through it. Sure. Uh, but designing, writing and designing rule books is almost like a, such a separate topic. And I think we've got three or four other seminars yeah. uh, over the course oh, of the oh, oh, about yes. doing that. Yeah. yeah. So, what is, you know, attend those as well or look for the recordings of those as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just be, be aware of where your game is in the process, right? Yeah. I mean, like, know what it is when you sit down to a playtest, know what it is that you're playtesting, right? Be able to compartmentalize that kind of thing and say, all right, this test is specifically about testing this portion of this game. This test is about, okay, I think it stands up on its own. Can players actually, like, figure this out without me, right? These are two entirely different uh, goal sets to have and should be done at two entirely different parts of your game design process. So know, know where you are and what it is that you're testing. Yeah. Do you have something to um, say? Sure, I think it's partially where it is in the process and also what kind of game it is and what sort of 
uh, dynamic people usually have with rules. Like if you're doing an RPG, it's probably a game master who's read the whole thing front to back and knows how it works, and maybe players are just sitting down and want it explained to them. So when I'm doing early playtests, I'm kind of in the game master role also, expecting nobody else knows anything about it. But like one thing I did uh, before I came here was I tried doing the game once with my friend running it and me as the player, so I could see if like what he did differently off of what I wrote down on five pages. Oh man, mm-hmm. I've never actually done that until games are finished. I really want to. <laughs> this was way early in it, <laughs> and he was like adding I, things in there. It's like, oh, that's really good. I'm gonna keep that thing. Um, I, I really like other people running my games. It's right? so oh, no, awesome. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It's so awesome. It's so different. I've never yes. done that. Oh, yeah, I did board and card games. Yeah, and I did, right. I did it for another friend's... Uh, I guess it's a board game. It doesn't really have a board, but it's got some things you write stuff down on. Where he sent me the PDF like three hours before the test and said, hey, read through this and then try to run it, and I'll just sit there and act like I've never seen it before. I right. love being like the... Um, the, so the 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 hidden designer right yeah like uh, <laughs> it's the best thing you can possibly do like if you get somebody else to run your game and don't and nobody else knows that you're the person yeah. who run the game it's like the undercover boss right. at, at, at at one so, point at one point somebody suggested to me get a fake badge with a different name on it different color uh, yeah right yeah, yeah with right. A, just yeah. a different name on it so that nobody knows that you're actually the designer of it or wear a disguise sit in, yeah wear disguise wow. <laughs> big, big floppy mustache I don't know that you could be disguised Tim you're... I can totally be disguised <laughs> right I did that just about once um, I I'm a game design consultant also somebody hired me to create a game from her concept and she had specific people in mind that she wanted to play test it. So we did it by Skype. So I wasn't in the room with them. Somebody else was running the game, but mm-hmm. I was in the room with them to get all of the comments and everything. So it was kind of what you're saying about right. not being there, but I was there. Sure. And I don't think I've ever done it by disguise or whatever, but I have gone to, I've done play tests where somebody else is running the game and I am just sitting quietly in the corner, you know, like making notes or whatever. That, so. Well, I, I do that, and that's yeah. we've talked a bit about my next um, right. Yeah, that's watch it, the game being played and try not to uh, to talk if possible. Try right. Not Once to. again, depending on what it is that you're doing. Right. When I if I, if I'm still in the middle of the design process, I will be talking the entire time that I'm doing right. this work. Right. But, but I I created this bullet points because be, I normally bring a game here that has been play tested and is ready for people to break it you know, people other than my friends and family that have protested it. Right. So I'm usually at the point where I just want to sit back. This is the first time I brought uh, a game that's not complete. I have an alpha test on Sunday. Um, but normally, all of my stuff is complete when I come here so that everything that I, I've sure. written and is... Uh, yeah, and is I, I completely right. agree with everything you're saying here for it. I'm just saying that not every game right. is, is ready for, all, for every part of this steps. Did yeah. you want to get back to what you said pin that? Uh, I think that was in reference to the rules test. Yeah. Oh, oh, we were talking about oh, uh, the how to uh, yeah. how to how to address uh, responses. Let's save it till the end of your okay. you get get through your list and then we'll talk about that okay. because My next yeah, one is take one. notes. Sure. You know, you you don't want to miss anything that somebody says. You want to even if your note goes uh 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 um, you want to write it down because at a future time when you're going back and reviewing it, if you didn't write something down or 
um, all you wrote down was uh instead of uh, 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 you know, you might not realize what it was, and it might have been a very valid, uh, well, most comments are valid, but it might have been something that's really relevant and you want to uh, revise or, you know, you want to think about what was said. So make sure you take notes so that not everybody remembers everything. And these days, I don't remember diddly squat. So I want to take notes and make sure I don't miss anything that some of one of the playtesters said. I have, I have two comments to follow up on this. So like my day job is I work with designers. Um, like we are a design consultancy firm. And there's a couple of specific things that we do because we do a lot of user testing for digital apps. One is we have a list of the questions that we want answered mm -hmm. about what we're testing. And we've like that's that's just generally one of the playtest best practices. Like know what you're testing and have questions prepared about that. Right. And the other thing we do is that the person who's doing the interview is not the person taking notes. Yes. If you have somebody, anybody who can write down responses to the specific questions that you're asking, it is unbelievably valuable to have not only that extra filter, but also to be able to maintain that personal conversational contact with the person as opposed to being like, okay, hold that thought. <laughs> yeah, well, right. It, if you are on right. your own for this, if you do not for whatever right. reason, don't have a friend that you can call upon to do this or whatever, it is still superior to just record the damn thing. Yes. Right? And come back to it later and you know get that down. That's still a better answer than trying to do both recording and interviewing at the same time. That nobody can do that effectively, you know, in yeah. an hour. That's just not that's, a thing. That's and that's my next point. Okay. If you want to video it, right. ask permission. Yep. Make sure that everyone is on the same page. If you have somebody who says don't do it, uh, they don't want to be videoed, then you have to make a decision whether you um, ask that person to sit out if you really want to video it or whether you're just not going to video it. But yeah. you have to ask permission. I think it's rude to say to somebody, well, tough, I'm doing it. And, you know. Oh, of course. For, for a lot of situations, audio will do, mm -hmm. um, especially when you get to a kind of a question and answer phase. Yeah. Um, video is definitely useful in some things. Like I just used video to figure out how long between turns and that's what I'm testing this weekend. <laughs> they're timing it. Right, yeah. No, like no joke. I'm like, okay, timestamp, okay, that's eight minutes between turns. That's a lot of time. Um, yeah. So. what's yeah, what's causing that break? Yeah, what's what causing, is, what's what's contributing right. to that hold up yeah for this? Yeah. It's a long time between times of making a decision in a game. Yeah. Right. Okay, next point. I always bring an evaluation. And my evaluation is designed around my game and around the specific questions that I want answered. Sure. If I have a game that I say is for ages, you know, 100 and below, um, I want to ask people, do you think that's valid or should I eliminate the younger set? Should I eliminate teenagers? Should I just say 21 and above? You know, I ask people specific questions. Um, and I always ask, is there one aspect that you liked best? Is there an aspect that you really didn't like? You know, and I, I ask them to fill out an evaluation. It's not a long evaluation. It's a page, um, I think seven or eight questions on it, but I tailor it for that game so right. that I'm getting the 
the best feedback that I need. And then again, put your contact info on that right. in case they don't have time to fill it out before they are off to their next thing, yeah. right? Like right. let them take that with take them with you and they can mail it to you or they yeah. can scan it to you or they can do whatever right. you know, kind of thing. Or make a Google form or something. Right, exactly. Yeah, make a Google form no, that for I that. That's a tremendous done. idea. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done that either, but that's a great idea. It's, yeah. it's not a bad plan. Right. Um, but actually, have, have that available and make sure they've got time to do it in a thoughtful way. I've, as, I have a question for our audience, uh, which is, have you as a playtester filled out an evaluation form? Just like show of hands, like yeah. yes. Okay. A good. handful of you. That's good do you like doing that? Yeah. No? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm just curious. Right. Like, like is, is this a useful tool? I have, feel like the questions are usually inane and... Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That can happen. Yeah. yeah, it can. So I feel like if if I had a questionnaire that had more thoughtful questions, I would enjoy filling it out. Mm -hmm. But a designer doesn't know what's going to come up during the play test. Oh, of course, a designer yeah. has to. Sure. In my case, I don't use the the ones that Metatopia came up with because this is the first year. But um, in advance, I come up with the questions that are going to. I feel are going to be relevant. They may come up during the play test. But right. But yeah, you yeah. kind of can't help that duplication. So if, yeah. Right. If they should still be. A specific list of questions for the game. They're probably interesting questions. So Hopefully. Hopefully. We got a hand question. in the back here for us. Yeah, I was going to say sometimes the questions are vague. They'll be like, uh -huh. "Do you like this one to ten? Well, that's great. Right. I liked it." That's a terrible question. That's that's the worst that's question. That's the worst question. Worst yeah. question. So then that gets to the what I believe. Sure. Young lady yeah. saying that is question, which I'm not sure. If yeah, when you're making these forms, that's a terrible kind of question yeah. to ask. Ask the questions I, that you're asking should be specific to your game, yeah. and should be about specific things within your game that you are trying to test. I don't care whether you the, whether you liked this or rate this on a one to ten is absolutely valueless to me as a designer. I'm pretty so. sure I that I try very very hard to avoid <laughs> asking, "Did you like this? Did you have fun?" Yeah. Like right. I never ever ask those questions. Right. If if people want to tell me that, that's awesome. I'm happy sure. to hear it. But I never ask for it. That's yeah. That's and I have to admit that's one of my questions. Yeah, <laughs> don't do it. That's no good. Throw it out. Cross it out. If you're not asking and tracking that information, how do you know that you're how can you sort of show to someone else to to publisher, for example, hey, here's Playtest evidence is a terrible way to pitch something to a, to a publisher. That's so I, true. I would not actually use it for that. <laughs> yeah. Use it for yourself. Use it yeah. for use the feedback that you get for yourself. Don't hand a publisher your 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 playtest notes. Your, that's a terrible your idea. Goal, yes, your goal is to it. make your game well, better. Sure. Right. I have your goal is to ask for it. Okay. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The playtests are for making your game better, not for selling providing evidence yeah. to so sell your game. Not, this is not marketing material for you. Now you can quote from those. Sure. Somebody says something, you know, like on a playtest response form or something, and you're like, "Holy crap, that's my elevator pitch" or something right. for that. You know, well, first of all, get their permission to to do it, but feel free yeah. to actually swipe that. Right. And that can go. To it's a, not that go, these things won't pitch. show up. It's right. that asking for them creates a behavior, right? right? And that behavior is. Hey, I'm putting you on the spot. Did you like this game? I'm sitting right here exactly. looking at you expectantly with big puppy dog eyes. Right. <laughs> I'm taking that out. Please. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally well, do. No, that's, see, here's, we're starting to get into the 201s of right. like, what actually goes into this. Yeah. So if we're please ready, I mean, we're please don't hurt my feelings. Right. Right? It's like, oh, okay, you got a middle of the road response. 
Yeah, I had a really good time. Thanks. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> or not. Or you just ignore Thanks. that question. Right. Yeah. If it's on so, my um, Yeah. Sorry. So, following up on that, so I think asking that question is more a marketing question than it is a yeah. play test question. Completely. Sure. You're trying, you're trying to figure out what your target market is and whether your target market likes that. So, it, the, the marketing aspect of it needs to be taken out of the play test question. Or dedicated to it. You can do marketing playtests specifically for it. you. Do sure, a marketing absolutely. test, but the game should be done by the time you're doing that. I mean, it's, don't 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 start go getting your you know marketing material together until your game's ready to go. Right? Yeah. yeah. So don't. These are not processes you should be confusing. Yeah, I think you're next. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about giving out the evaluation prior to the game. If you have specific questions that you're trying to address, I I do usually. I think that's that. Yeah, yeah, it, it helps people kind of know what to th what to think about what you're looking for, um, and part of that is being prepared, right? Yeah. Like that, exactly. that goes right back right. to step number two. Exactly. Know what you're trying to test, right. and then asking people to think about that during the course Especially of the game. Especially if your test is going to be compartmentalized, right? If there is a part of your game that you are working on for this, I, as a play tester, want to know that up front, right? So if we're saying, it's okay, here, in this game, I'm working on, this is a role-playing game, and what I am testing today is combat mechanics, right? And then we sit down and play the game, and your you group of players are playing this game, and you're role-playing and having a grand time, and we get to the fight scene, and you've come up with a brilliant way to completely avoid the fight scene, right? It's like, that's wonderful. I, and I, I'll stop you there, right, and be like, I love what you guys are doing, but that's not what we're here to test. Remember, we talked about this at the beginning. You've got to fight the dude. I really right? need this you is, to I fight need, the I really dude. I need you to fight the dude, because that's what we're here to test, right? So anytime that, you know, that could have been, these guys could have been having a ball playing your game and everything could have been going well for it. And I'm still going to stop you because I came here to do this. And I want you to know at the beginning of the game that I will stop you if you wander away from the thing that I'm trying to test. Playtests are not for fun. This is not for fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> Playtests are work. <laughs> stop having fun, you, and, you know, like actually do, do the work that I'm, you know, like trying to get from you. Uh, how do you kind of get playtesters to extrapolate more on what they found when playing the game? I've a bunch of playtests and I get a lot of like, I liked it and even though I, when I ask specific questions, I don't know if my questions are wrong, but I ask specific questions and I don't know if I'm getting like critical and a feedback, I don't know if that's just me sure. expecting the wrong thing or not. The I phrase, can you say more about that, yeah. is always, always good. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, there's some basics there like don't ask yes or no questions, okay. right? Like ask leading questions that require complex answers. Right. And then also say, can you say more about that? Um, one of the peak, peak skills of being a great designer is figuring out how to be the dumbest person in the room. Um, like, I, like I don't that. know that's, how this... That's nicely said. I, I, like yeah, that. I, <laughs> I wish I could say that was mine. I have, I've stolen it from somebody who's better at design than me. Um, like, part of what makes him good at his job is he's really good at being the dumbest person in the room. How does that work? Let me try and understand this and like just be this super sponge for information right. and always say, can you tell me more? Can right. you tell me more? Yeah, it's, there's an art to making your questions simultaneously open-ended so that people can contribute, but also making them specific in topic. Right. Right. So that like you don't wind up with a, oh, I liked that. Yeah, that was fun. Right. That's a, that's not, once again, not a useful answer to me. Right. It, I mean, it's great. I'm delighted you had fun. I hope that that's the case. But I also but don't care. That's what well, it's not that I don't care. It's just that that's not what I'm here for. Right. It's like, it's, you know, like, how did you have fun? Like, what part of this made this fun to you right. is way more useful information to me. So let's actually, 
get you know like I said make them make them specific on the general topic but then within that make the questions as open-ended as possible so that you can draw people into making those contributions yeah. this is this may be a good time to jump in with the other point there as long as we're doing the 201s for this you're at Metatopia most of the people who are going to be playtesting your games for this are very serious about games they may be designers themselves they almost certainly have played hundreds of games and God knows they have opinions right so it's usually in a place like this, as opposed to some other circumstance in which you're playtesting, it's much harder to get them to shut up than it is mm -hmm. to get them to, like, to, to draw out those questions, right? And it's really important when you're doing those questions for this, when you have, when some, something has gone not as well as you had hoped or something went sideways during the game there for it, when you're getting their feedback from this, identify what the problem was. But don't, uh, don't get hung up on them solving it, right? Because as soon as they kind of like get connected into your game, and every one of us is guilty yeah. of doing this, yeah. Oh, yeah. right, is when you see the problem in it, we start trying to fix it ourselves, Yep. right? And when your playtesters start trying to fix things on their own, that's a terrible sign that you're losing control of what's, of, of what's going on. Stop them. Stop them. Stop don't them. Don't do this. Like that's don't you, don't you fix my problems, game, right? This is my game, right? Yeah. There's a the, uh, Neil Gaiman, I think, has the line for this where he says, um, "When a uh, when when a, a test reader uh, says they had a problem with your piece, they're almost always right. When they try to tell you how to fix it, they're almost it's always, always wrong. wrong, right? Yeah, like this it, applies. The, yeah, that it applies here as well, right? I mean, like they can have they can go off on a tangent and make their own game right. on this. That's not your answer, right? Right, your your goal here is to identify the problem, and then your goal is for you to solve it. Which is not to say you don't take in every bit of advice that you might hear or every suggestion that you might hear, but don't get hung up on those and don't let them push you around yeah. with it. Right? If you've got a really experienced designer in your in your group or whatever, don't let them try to fix your game. And let them help. Let them identify what needs fixing. But it's your job to fix it, not theirs. Right? I totally I cheated. Sorry. It's okay. I totally cheated this. Um, and I say, I have a lot of ideas here. Don't take them. <laughs> and I'll just like spout off all of my solutions. I'm like, don't take my ideas. You figure out which one is right. right. Um, and it's a habit I'm trying to break. Yeah. But <laughs> I oh, we all want to do it. Yeah. It's, it's I totally cheat. Natural, it's, it's, right? uh, it's, you know. You should. I just want to address also, you need to. Uh, create an atmosphere that people are not afraid to speak. You sure. know, that, that you're willing to listen, like the guy that I used as an example that really was bad. He didn't create an atmosphere that he wanted to hear anything. So people just shut up, you know, nobody said anything, nobody gave him valid feedback, just, yeah, it's okay, you know, would I buy it? No. Um, but that was all the feedback that he was willing to listen to. So he created that environment where people just didn't want to say anything. So you need to let your playtesters know that you genuinely want them to break the game. You right. want them to let you know whatever it, there is that does not work so that you can work on it. And, right. and, and one other follow-up on that is make sure you talk to somebody who's not saying anything and ask them explicitly right. to provide feedback. Shut down me, <laughs> who's like, I'm talking and not noticing about it. Tim, shut up. I want to hear what Anne is saying, too. Right. Do that. 
Uh, you had something in the back. Yeah, what if you like their suggestions? You want to that, that's great. That's fine. That's great. That's the moment that becomes your fix, right, for this. So be open to those. Listen to them. Yeah. I mean, once again, this is the resource you're drawing on, right? Especially, if, God forbid, you're in a high test and you've got, you know, four or five legendary designers in your room who want to talk to you about it and want to, to do that. But be sure that you're not letting them run over you in no, that, we'll, right? For this, be sure, be, you be the, exactly, you kind of like, the, when it, you, and you can even kind of like, once again, you can compartmentalize what it is that you're doing with them, right? So you can have a portion of the discussion be, let's identify what the problems were, let's identify where they are, and hey, I've got five or 10 minutes left at the end, do you have any suggestions about how I might fix that, you know? But, you know, be, be aware, those those may not be your answers. Those yeah. may not be the right But ask them why they say it, right? I mean, it's like if they say, well, have you considered using, you know, this other kind of rule here? Or have you considered, you know, like borrowing this thing from another system? Or have you considered, you know, like some other piece or whatever for it? And it's a useful thing. That's, that's a great conversation opener between you and them about why did you suggest that, right? Like, what is it about that thing that you think could contribute, right? In investigate, but do not blindly accept. Exactly. I have right. a cautionary tale from one of my local playtesters, uh, uh, one of my local designers, who for a time had the bad habit, bad, bad habit of blindly accepting every single change oh. that anybody <laughs> suggested during the course of one of his playtests. And he'd bring back his game the next week, and it was just this hot mess of like random things all thrown in together. Right. And we're like, what did you do? He's like, I took all your suggestions. We're like, no, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. completely. Everybody's going to say one thing works sure. and, and everybody else or other people will say, no, that doesn't work. So right. how, Yeah. And once again, you're getting your their game. answers. You're getting their game, not your game and doing right. that, right? It's I mean, it's, it's any number of people are going to come up to you and tell you that, you know, no, your RPG does this wrong. You should totally do it powered by the apocalypse or whatever kind of thing. <laughs> and it's, you know, that's that's not yours, right? That's 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 you're you're losing control of the process when you let that happen. Yeah. So stand I up for yourself. I think you had something, right? So you're, you're, you're creating this game, you're bringing it out, it's your baby. Have you felt um, defensive? And, All the time. And how, you know, people are offering this feedback. So you're coming here and, and you're, you know, you're hungry for their feedback, but how do you stop that, you know, internal, like, oh, no, why didn't you see this in the rules? Or, you don't. Everybody's you don't. Yeah, <laughs> you right. don't. You live with it. You, you just get better at it. You just open your heart to that, and then, I mean, you. We we make fun. I I all the time make fun of Abby about how like you know lovey dovey and support and hearts and flowers and unicorns that like this show is. But I secretly adore that because it's so necessary when you walk out of like a you know terrible playtest or whatever to have the, that kind of community support. That's part of why Metatopia is the way it is, right? Because we've all been through that. We've all felt that. We've all seen a darling get destroyed, yes. you know, like in a playtest, and it's the worst feeling ever. And you know, you got to do it. It, it. There's no, you, you can't. I mean, you can control your own responses to it, right? You can, you know, try, make your make yourself say, not, you know, like get upset during the playtest or whatever. But you can't not get upset. Go, go find right? a friend don't, and don't, be upset later. Yeah, exactly. You don't like, have time to be upset right now. You can go, be upset yeah. an hour from now. I have, like, I have, like, I've yeah. been designing games for something like 10 or 12 years now. And I think it was like last Metatopia, I came out of a playtest and was just like, I need a hug. Right, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and and once again, make... and that's great because somebody at Metatopia will give you your damn hug. Yeah, it's true. And then you can sit and I sat down with. You're a hugger. I'm a hugger. Yeah, yeah there you go. Um, and I sat down with somebody and was like, everything was terrible and everything went wrong. And okay, now I've got, now I've had my hug and I can like think about like, okay, these things and just like puzzle, the puzzle started again. Yeah. yeah. And it's okay. Right? You'll get through it. Yeah. It's it's not fatal. Guaranteed. Yeah. But it doesn't stop. No, it doesn't <laughs> stop. What's up? Yep. Okay. Um, the one thing I've noticed You have to also know the audience and the people you want to play test with because if there are different people that would be play testing a game with Kinch and Rollmaster. Oh, yes, right. Sure. So, how do you figure out how to get the people you need? Uh, you Well, at, at a show specifically like this, first of all, you talk to Vinny and Abby at the beginning of your right. setup and let them know what kind of game it is that you're doing and who your target market is for right. it, right? And you make sure that your pitch paragraph uh, specifically says what it is that you're looking for from designers, so, uh, from playtesters, so playtesters don't sign up for it by accident there's, thinking there's, it's a different game. There's one here this year that says, hey, I need people who have lots of math. Right. I need. I have tactics yeah. and math, and that's what I need. And, right. Please come sign up please for come, my game. Please come and do this, and don't don't come playtest this if you're looking if you're trying to do something. If you're else looking for a feelings LARP, you have every you, every <laughs> you right, right wrong ability game. within the game. You know, within Metatopia to curate your own list for that right. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, out in the world, when you're not in kind of like the protected environment of Metatopia or First Exposure or a Protospiel or something like that, you may not have that ability to do that. In which case, you kind of have to do the best you can with the people that you have access to to playtest, right? This, I mean, right. this gets into like, yeah, sorry, but like, go to the marketing topic. Go <laughs> yeah. Say what oh. you want to say. Oh, yeah, no, it gets into like how to communicate your game, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what I want to say is I designed uh, two children's card games. They were for ages four through 10. I went to two local schools and I said, can I playtest this with kids? And, uh, both schools were absolutely phenomenal. They sent me kids from grade one through grade four, I think it was, in uh, increments of four, and I play tested it with the kids, with the actual kids who who are who my are the target, target market. Right, exactly. So it, it was phenomenal. So think outside the box. <coughs> if you want to get play testers, think outside the box. Try to you know, find a local group or whatever that would be <coughs> your target. The people market. you hope to sell to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. so I think um, it's partially in writing your pitch, but also there's special tools at Metatopia. Like um, when I was, uh, or my, my friend suggested that I try to get Mike Miller specifically in my playtest because he's written a, a game with great power that's built mm-hmm. off Swords Without Master, which is a game that I was using as inspiration as well. Um, so when I was on my phone call with Abby about the schedule, I mentioned that. She's like, oh, yeah, I'll contact Mike. I'll put him in your high test. I was like, okay, I didn't know that was something you guys could do. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. You can so take you, every you advantage ask, like, of, of, of what yeah, these people can say do like, for you. You, know, yeah. you get one high test, and you can ask her, um, you know, I want four people who have all played the Powered by the Apocalypse game. Or, you know, like, I want these criteria for that one. Mm-hmm. Right. And they'll... They seem, they're very supportive. And then, and you know, screw your courage to the sticking place to actually go in there and put your yeah, game yeah. in front of Mike Miller and say, you uh-huh. know, hey, what do you yeah. think about it, right? right. I, mean, I, I saw Brendan Conway's first RPG playtest here for people to see to do masks for it. I literally saw his first ever RPG playtest for it. And his high testers were Ken Height, Fred Hicks, oh, and me. 
The poor guy was just, you know, but he, you know, he kind of like, he stopped when he came in the room and kind of like looked around for this. And you could see him kind of considering whether he was going to back out. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm doing this, whatever. He came in and he was brilliant. And he was absolutely, you could see, you could totally tell how fast each of us read because we were looking through his material. And like the moment we hit the brilliant stuff from this, you could see each of us kind of like stopping and looking at each other going like, did you see this? This, this, this guy, he's really good. Holy crap. You know, kind of thing. So, you know, take full advantage of that. You can have some like really amazing experiences here talking to pros for it. Right. If, if you're a board or card game designer, you can get, you know, Gilhova, you can get Kurt, you can get... Me. You can get Jim. Not, right, not exactly. that get it. Right, exactly. <laughs> Me. I was going to say you could get Bonacore, but you can't really get Bonacore because he's so busy doing his own stuff, he very rarely has time to play test anybody else's because he comes here with like 12 things he's looking to buy from that he just found in Europe or whatever, so... And I just want to say one other thing that I did not put up on my bullet points, but seeing Tim reminds me. Last year I play tested one of Tim's games, and it was a different genre. It was deck building, and I'm not really familiar with deck building. So he was so patient with me, and that is something that is really wonderful in a play tester. I had, I don't remember how many, you know, questions to ask. He was very, very patient with me with all of my questions. So that's another thing that should be up there. But Absolutely. Right. That's a good idea. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah, exactly. I mean, social skills for it, right? I mean, you know, like, learn learn to manage a group. I mean, you're going to be doing this, yeah. hopefully, for the rest of your life. Soft skills are, are the skills future. You'll pick up. Yeah, these are skills you'll pick up as and you I'm, go. I'm a very polite person, so the last bullet point is say thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Again, right. No, that's awesome that it's on there twice, right? Like yep. That's you should say it more than once during your Right, test. exactly. Thank them as often as you Absolutely can. Absolutely know yeah. that your peop the playtesters are there. They took time out of their busy schedule to playtest your game. You need to be yep. great. Thank you. All right. All right. Let's get the last last question here, and then we'll right. see if we have anything else people need to discuss. Okay, so um, I'm, okay. Um, I'm one question I constantly run into is, like, I'll have all the materials, Mm -hmm. So I'll be like, okay, I can make new. I get some glue, some paper, some sure. scissors. But then you show some players, and they'll be like, all oh, this is great. What's this? And then is that just like that play tester stinks? No, be completely upfront about it and say this is the situation. You know, like whatever limitations you're going through. Hey, I don't have this. I don't have that, or whatever. A good playtester will work around that. If it's yeah. if I mean if we can't protect you from bad playtesters, right? There's some, some are going to come along. You just need to like develop the skills to manage them, right? Yep. right? So you know, and 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 that kind of transparency goes a long way, right? Like Be I completely hand, open about what you're doing. I have in my box of cards right now a mix of really sort of nice wireframed cards, and here's some stuff I hand wrote because they're added late. Right. That's it. I'll help. I'll help you read them because it's my handwriting. Right. Which is <laughs> Imagine that these look as nice as the other ones do, yeah. right? And if, you, if they can't do it, then that's on them, not on you. Right. right. I mean, that's their job to do that. So you I know. go to flea markets and pick up games that are really inexpensive, and I use all of the components in whatever mm -hmm. game oh, I create a good idea. for sure. a prototype. Yep. So all of my cards are three by five cards that I've handwritten, and you know they're not very this. Time, I brought one that I already had the illustrations done for so it's gonna look even nicer but everything else I bring is you know it's a prototype I don't think it has to be absolutely perfect here it but does you, not have to be perfect no. but if, it's, you have if it's perfect you shouldn't be here you're wasting your money for right. this right no get it done this is this is a step on that path yeah so 
this might be too specific, but how do you gauge complexity that players find in your game? Um, like, as a designer, your headspace is wrapped around everything, so you know everything that's going on. Like, mm -hmm. if someone says, I find this complicated, but it's their first time playing, how do you kind of gauge if a game is too complex? Or that's a huge question, and that's really a, a panel question. unto itself. There's, I'm it not totally sure I can is. answer that in a minute or two. Okay. Um, if you want to, I, all of us are available to, you know, like, chat outside the thing for this and we'd be happy to you yeah. know to, to talk with you for it but that's yeah that's you've hit on a very serious concern for that but i think that would almost need to be a panel unto itself to, to a, get a short answer is find out what games other people like to play and kind of have a knowledge of what those games are how how big and heavy and complex versus like hey i like the game of life versus like hey i like lisboa and this is my favorite thing right. and i can't deal with anything that simple Right? Right. Um, finding out what other games people like is a really good way to guess. Right. Their quick resume. Yeah. 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 For this. Here's, hey, here's hey what, are, what are your three favorite games? Yeah. You can put that on it's the a great question. Thing you to could totally put that, that on the question. You totally could. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. What, what are your three favorite games and that. what's your least favorite? Yeah. I'm lucky that I've got like a very mixed bag with my playtesters. Like some people who have no idea what a game is and then some people who are very invested. Sure. Super helpful. But sure. the people here should be more aware of what yeah, a game exactly. is. Absolutely. Yeah. Once again, here with a you know curated list with a group this powerful or whatever, you're less likely to come across that. But And hopefully you'll get more useful answers out or more useful info out of whatever they answer. Right? It's like, yeah. what is your least favorite game and why is it Monopoly?